0: BBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.
1: On Gibraltar today, Minister for Economic Development, Sergio Bossano, addresses an ongoing row over supported employment. We're experiencing extreme UV levels, with 132 cases of skin cancer detected on the rock last year. GHA dermatologist Dr. Jose Ferreira joined me in the studio. Author Ronnie Barabish is releasing a new book with proceeds going to charity. Our duty editor, Christina Gordes, tell us about weight loss drug Ozempic, which is now being prescribed by the GHA to eligible patients. But first, we caught up with reporter Jonathan Sacramento from Camp Bay, where an oil spill has affected the shoreline. There's a big black patch of oil
2: down in the bathing area in the shore, very near the shore, it's washing up to the pebbles now and uh, it's being deposited on the shore and there's a very, very strong overpowering smell of fuel. And I've just been here for half an hour and my eyes are watering. I can tell you it's very, very strong. A lot of people have left the beach. Uh, It's only just a handful of people left here now and, and some are leaving as we speak. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a shame. Uh, Janet Howard from the Environmental Safety Group was here earlier, inspecting the damage, and she's moved on to uh, Little Bay to inspect uh, the situation over there. Uh, Apparently, they're very concerned about uh, Seven Sisters, which was the subject of a clean-up campaign just recently. That's a a site of great uh, um, ornithological interest. The flora and fauna, though, is very, uh, is very important to uh, marine biologists. Uh, and the oil it is quite prevalent in the beach
1: area. So just to start off with, following on from this year's budget, the Chief Minister said our financial stability has been restored. However, the opposition claims the 2.5 million budget surplus is a hopeless fiction. So who are we to believe then?
3: Well, look, I think... The important thing that people need to understand that the politicians in any government... I mean, I've been uh, 51 years in Parliament, right? And there's been a book every year, like the book that there was this year, and that book is put together by the Treasury, not by the politicians. So to suggest that somehow £2.5 million surplus was cooked, it would not be cooked by the ten ministers it would be cooked by the experts in the Treasury, and I think, frankly, it's insulting to suggest that. I don't, of no other opposition, I spent a long time in opposition, longer than they did, I uh, was 16 years, and I never accused the, the, the GSD or the AACR initially of actually putting false information. And it would be a, a serious, uh, in my view, it would be a, a serious thing if you were actually uh, putting in front of Parliament, false data. So the answer is, the figure that is there is the figure that is the estimate of how we're going to finish. I mean, that doesn't mean that it is guaranteed to finish like that, because what you're doing is you are estimating expenditure and you're estimating revenue. The estimates of expenditure, you have some control over. So if during the year... Less money than you expected is coming in. You can do something to clamp down on spending. The estimate of expenditure is in the lap of the gods. You know, the, it depends on the big the big elements in 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 revenue, are personal taxation and, and company taxation. Uh, so if if businesses are not making profits, they don't pay tax. We we actually uh, budgeted for. Uh, something like £7 million less than we collected the previous year. So the policy, they've also questioned uh, why it is we have uh, usually more money coming in than we predicted. L- last year it was something like £60 million more than we predicted. Well, look, because there has always been the policy, it was a policy of the GSD in the 15 years that were there, and before that, the policy of the GSLP, and before that, the policy of the ACR, because it's prudential to be conservative in, uh, you know, in calculating how much money you're going to get, because if you're extravagant in your estimates, you find yourself running out of money in the middle of the year. So the, the, the correct thing to do is to uh, produce figures that you assume are more likely to be improved upon rather than fall short. So, on that basis, the two and a half million uh, from the revenue side uh, should be, if anything, uh, surpassed.
1: Uh, Following an interview you did on GBC News, the Disability Society and the Special Needs Action Group issued some hard-hitting press releases regarding your comments on the matter. The Disability Society said it was bordering on insulting for you to say a disabled employee would not be 100% engaged or could take more sick leave than others. So what's your response to that?
3: Well, look, I think uh, I want to make very clear that I belong to a generation which didn't panic when people took offence, right? And I stand by what I said, and I don't think it's offensive. I mean, I I have, have got a child and a grandchild that have some disabilities and the fact that they have got disabilities by definition means that they lack an ability that somebody who has no disability has so when we when we have a situation where we are provide protected employment what we do is that in the protected employment although the uh, technical entitlement to seek leave might be uh, a week or two weeks or three weeks or a month, the point that I'm making is that in the protected employment situation, precisely because a person, because of the disability might be more vulnerable to illness, that would not apply. So no apology for the society who I I also said, by the way, that the ideal thing would be to integrate them without having to be protected in normal jobs. And that is what we would like to do with all of them. But where somebody will not get employed by anybody, then the only option we've got is to find employment where we pay the wage as a government and give it to the employer free. And therefore, even if the output is less than somebody without disability, because it's natural that if he's got a disability, then his output might be affected, the employer doesn't complain because their labour is totally free to the employer.
1: Sergio Busano, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you with 132 cases of skin cancer detected on the rock just last year, according to GHA dermatologist, Dr. Jose Ferreira. He's joining me now to, to talk about the dangers of these UV levels and uh, just how serious this is. Uh, people in Gibraltar are suffering from skin cancer at higher rates than neighbouring countries. Why is this? Why are we suffering from it more than, than other places?
0: Okay. Well, just an declaration. A GP with extend extended role in dermatology, but they're not dermatologists mm-hmm. as such. Well, the reason is quite simple. On the genesis of the skin cancer, one of the factors is the uh, radiation, ultraviolet radiation, as like you say before. And another uh, factor is the genetic factor. Um, we know that it's more common in some kind of mutation, which is quite common as well, on north of Europe, Scandinavia and Great Britain. So. Many people in Gibraltar contain those genes, originally come from that area, and if you got that and you put your skin on the heavy ultraviolet radiation, that combination induce more incidents compared to the native population of the Mediterranean. I think that's the reason.
1: So if we are more genetically predisposed to getting skin cancer, is taking steps like applying sun cream, is that enough?
0: Prevention is the key because if if you catch the skin cancer, is cure. It's, we got two different kind of skin cancer: the melanocytic, which is the nasty one, the life-threatening, potentially life-threatening cancer, and non-melanocytic, which is less like uh, to be life-threatening. And both of them, the key factor is the radiation. So if you prevent, you are avoiding all of the skin cancer.
1: So lately we've been um, experiencing extreme levels of UV UV in Gibraltar. What SPF levels should we be using? Well, depending on your skin type as well.
0: This is another important factor. Just genetic, but also your colour of hair, colour of eyes and skin type make you more um, susceptible to the damage of the your, your radiation, the UV radiation. As an example, people who got blue or grey eyes has a five percent, about five percent higher risk compared to the dark eye. Or if you got white and blondy hair, you got five point one percent higher than the dark hair. No, so this is another factor. Depend of your skin type, depend of your personal condition you have to use some cream with high protection 50 in that case but if you are tan or you are darker maybe 30 is enough.
1: Well author Ronnie Barabish is releasing yet another book with proceeds this time going to the GBC Open Day. It's called Arnold Barabiso Unmasked and the author joins me now. Good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon to you. Uh,
1: tell me about this latest release and what it's all about.
4: Well my first book uh, was written in 2010 you know it sold very well and so much so the feedback was excellent so seven years later i reprinted to more 200 more and they also sold but i felt that i still had a lot to say and as in the case of my first book i initially i didn't know whether i would have enough material I didn't want it to be a booklet, but a fully fresh book. In the event, you know, it's uh, the same size as the first one. Uh, the question arises, perhaps two questions. The one is, why Arnold Barovicio. Well, when I decided to write the first book, frankly, I said to myself, uh, look, you are not a VIP, you are not a personality, so it's go- who's going to be interested in a book written by Ronald Barovici?" So, as it happens, my my family, when they first came to Gibraltar, and I will explain briefly, because otherwise it would take up all my time, my family was uh, registered in the church in 17, 1757 as uh, Barovicio. So, I played around with words, and instead of Ronald Baravish, I called it Arnold Barovicio. Now, why unmasked? The first one was the members of Arnold Baravish the passage of Gibraltarians through life in Gibraltar between 1940 when I was born and 2010. Now, um, the book was written in the third person, although everyone knew that Arnold Baroviso was me, was written in the third person. This time, no. This time, you know, I've written by myself. You know, it's me. I don't ma- I don't make any, any excuses for that. And th- that is why it's called
1: unmasked. The weight loss drug Ozempic is being prescribed now by the health authority to eligible patients. Now, this drug was originally developed as a diabetes treatment, but now we're hearing more and more, aren't we, lately is becoming uh, increasingly popular.
5: Yeah, it's been a uh, subject of a lot of uh, international headlines. It seems to have really taken off in the last year or so. Um, it's uh, the, the drug itself is called semaglutide and it's used to treat diabetes for its ability to boost insulin and uh, control blood sugar but it also has the ability to make you less hungry and feel fuller for longer so in the form of uh, treatments such as Ozempic and Wagovi, um which both have the same uh, ingredient but in different doses it's become really popular as as a weight loss treatment and now it's being prescribed By the GHA, Um, the GHA does uh, in response to GBC question. They did stress this: there are strict criteria to meet. You have to be above a certain body mass index. Uh, It could also be exacerbated if you have um, other conditions such as uh, high blood pressure and diabetes itself. Private clinics can also um, prescribe the drug, but they have to can also offer the drug, but it has to be prescribed by a registered doctor. The the clinic has to be a licensed clinic. And uh, anyone caught selling it illegally could face sanctions.
1: Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly Ann Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one.
0: GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.